Hey everyone, it's me. I'm back. I have been away for a long hiatus, and I'm very sorry about that. Um, as with all of the hiatuses on this podcast, it's usually because of some personal stress that I'm going through. In this case, it was starting my own company, which doesn't sound that stressful, but was stressful because of some co-founder issues and personal direction issues and uh, personal life relocation. I, I now primarily am based in San Francisco rather than Miami or Sing- Singapore. And so just a lot of stuff to figure out and a lot of activities in San Francisco as well. Uh, it is um, back, as they say. But I did want to get back to regular programming. I'm very excited because I do have a partner now, potentially on the mixtape. Uh, ben Holmes is going to do at least a few episodes with me and uh, we'll see how that goes. The first two episodes already recorded on my YouTube if you want to look it up. But otherwise, we'll wait for the five um, audio snippets or whatever we that we go over to 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 be recorded and then i'll drop them in a single week today though i heard a very good discussion about open source businesses and licensing um not the sexiest topic to most developers but if you intend to run an open source business in the future you, this is something that you need to be very smart on um, because the the threat of someone taking your open source code and then running a competitive business is somewhat real. It's not 1,000% real because, uh, and David, David will mention this. Um, so this is a podcast with David Kramer on Software Engineering Radio. David is the founder and CTO, I think, uh, or maybe former CTO of Sentry, Sentry.io, um, and he started it as a side project, you know, as an open source thing. It's a very small script for, for Django at Dropbox. And then it grew and grew and grew, and now it's uh, probably one of the most successful open source companies uh, out there that are pre-IPO. And he had a strong opinion that I've never heard about the choice of licensor. Like most people, when they, they say open source, they think MIT or Apache 2.0. Um, and then there's all these other sort of uh, what people call the great relicensing um, because uh, AWS decided to take Elastic's uh, code base and then host it as AWS Elasticsearch. And Elastic was like, nope, this is not okay. Like literally, their blog post was like, Amazon, hey, that's not okay, right? Like, we worked really hard on this, and now you're taking our code and competing with us. And I must note, this is expressly allowed by the MIT license. So Elastic switched their license to SSPL. Uh, MongoDB also switched their license. CockroachDB switched their license. Uh, there was a brief period of time when basically every open source company um, relicensed themselves from a officially blessed, open source institute blessed license to a license that um, defended and basically told Amazon to F off. And Sentry uh, is kind of similar. They have a BSL license, and uh, that actually reverts to a fully open source license after a certain amount of time, um, which I think is very interesting. And he explains the decision uh, inside of, in, in here. You've mentioned a little bit about how there are parts of Sentry that are open source. And I know that there's different licenses applied to different parts of the product. So I wonder if you could explain sort of how those decisions are made. And maybe you could explain the business source license as well. Yeah. So once upon a time, Sentry was BSD licensed. And that was the server itself. And Sentry's got a lot of open source stuff, or a lot of projects and services and stuff. But the core of the server was like super liberally licensed. Everything else was fairly liberally licensed. Like we never used GPLs. We never used proprietary licenses. We had some closed source stuff, but it's irrelevant. It was like our data analytics and billing code and stuff like that. But so as all this, 
it was all just like liberal, free, you could use it, no strings, no open core, no nothing, right? And then we had constant annoying conversations with people trying to sell our software. And to be clear, Century has always been built by myself and people that we've employed at the company. Sometimes people contribute small patches, but that's wildly different than maintaining or actually developing the software. And so it's best to think of Sentry as like, yes, it's open source, but it was built by our company. The SDKs and integrations, that's different, but the core service, right? And so we had this thing where people like companies were trying to sell it. They didn't want to give back financially or they didn't contribute both basically. And so we're like, this is annoying. And this is literally the decision tree. This is annoying. Let's stop them from doing that so we can no longer think about this problem. And so at that point, we said, we're going to change how we do licensing at Sentry for open source. If it's part of the service, the core service, it becomes BSL, which I'll explain in a minute. If it's anything else that doesn't run the core service, like an SDK or anything that needs embedded in customer applications, it must use a liberal license. And so we did this because I did not want an open core model. An open core, if you're not familiar, usually what it translates to is here's the version of the open source product that you can use for free, no strings attached. And here's the good version that costs minimum 50 to $100,000 a year, something along those lines. It becomes this obnoxious selling paradigm. I hate that model so much as a consumer that I refuse to build it. And if it was not for companies trying to sell our stuff, we would still be BSD or Apache licensed for the server, right? Unfortunately, humanity, you can't take on good faith. And definitely in like capitalism, you cannot operate on good faith. So we relicensed the BSL. And BSL, the way I think about it, is eventually open source. And so open source has a lot of different angles. You can think of it as open source is like free software that I can use just for free. Or open source is like I can take that software and do whatever I want with it, which is the most extreme version. Or open source, I can use the code in other ways or something like that, right? There's all these kind of variations of the thing. But I think the most are like I can do whatever I want with it or it's free. And I actually think a lot of people mostly care about open source from its the it's free angle. And so BSL, what it lets us do is say it's free. You can't sell it. So we, we blocked off people from like sort of cannibalizing our ability to fund the development. And in three years, which is the time horizon we picked, you can do, I think it, the lowest you can do with BSL is four years or so the high longest duration. You can do something like every year. It's like your personal choice. After three years, it becomes Apache licensed. And a lot of open source advocates will be like, well, like three years is a lifetime. I'm like, that's cool. We're not here to let other people build businesses out of Century. So I could care less about those arguments, right? I want people to be able to run it self-hosted because like I want everybody to be able to use our software. I don't need people to be able to sell it. I don't need people to be able to take it and do whatever they want with it. It's irrelevant, like right to the world. But after three years, all that knowledge that we've gained in that prior art becomes public domain, right? And so we still achieve almost like this knowledge share. And you can, it's still source, you can view the source, you can like be inspired by it and it's software. It's like, it's only so protected at the end of the day. And so that's what it is for us, right? So it allows us to keep it open source. So like what is on Sentry.io, again, other than some proprietary stuff that's like billing code is literally like that mainline branch is what we're shipping to production at the end of the day. And to me, that's cool. Like that, that's like a lot of the ways in the spirit of open source, but it doesn't pray for humanity to be like nice humans all the time, right? Like it protects the business and the development and the, you know, tens to hundreds of millions of dollars we poured into like R&D over the years, right? It sounds like the decision you made is probably very similar to other vendors like Mongo and Elastic. Trying to think of some other examples. I guess Cockroach is another yeah, one. Yeah, Cockroach where... is another good one. It is very similar. The difference is like, there's very few companies that operate like Sentry in the world that are like a SaaS service that happens to be open source. Most of those are like infrastructure that you probably want to run yourself. And most of those, they're billing 
the way they make money is actually still you running that software yourself, right? And so they may not be open core, some of them are, but they're still, a lot of it's fundamentally not a cloud service that they're selling. Like they will try, but like, if you're looking at like Elastic, most people use it because they can run it on-prem. Otherwise, I'm just going to use whatever the Google checkboxy button click thing is at the end of the day. But there are a lot of people, even the BSL model, there's a lot of people use it. Like Cockroach is one of the first that I recall that used it and we were inspired and learned about it from. I could not tell you who else uses it, but it's become a more popular thing. And whether it's the right solution or not, there needs to be something that is mainstream that people use that achieves this. That basically is the BSL. And I, hopefully it's a BSL or some knockoff. Because the problem is if you have 15 different flavors of this license, legal review is not fun. And if legal review is not fun, it gets blocked in companies, right? And so Mongo is its own license. Elastic, I think, is its own license. They're both like proprietary things that are one-offs that have to go through a legal review. BSL is a known quantity with a clause. So all legal has to do is like review that clause and say, does this clause, is that safe enough for us or not, right? So it's a very like simple decision at that point. And so I don't know, hopefully the industry figures that out instead of constantly bickering about what is and isn't open source, because that would be a much better spend of people's time these days. If you're building a new product, I mean, when you look back at, at Century, you started with the BSD license, which is a very permissive license. What's the things you would look at to decide that you're going to start this new product with a permissive license versus go straight to the BSL license? Honestly, I would just not get distracted by that choice early on in a project. I think it depends on what you're building in all honesty. Like if I were building something that was designed, it was like infrastructure that was like so low friction that you could just spin it up and it worked like very well, Amazon's gonna sell it. They're gonna take it. They're gonna be like, cool, we can spin this up for you too. And then they're gonna, I mean, you're gonna struggle, right? Like I think now, is that actually what would happen? I don't know, but that's a risk, right? And I think this was like the kind of risk people like Cockroach were worried about was like Amazon might sell it. Because they saw that like Elastic, that happened to them. Now, Elastic has done fine. Nobody should be sad for Elastic. They've made plenty of money with Amazon selling it on top. Like it doesn't really matter, right? Like pity the executives there or something. It doesn't really matter. But for a early stage project, it's so irrelevant. Like if you make your license restrictive, you will get less adoption. So unless the, your open source project is only going to be used by 100 companies in the world, having a restrictive license is only going to harm you, right? And so you can do it. But I just wouldn't. And open core is the same thing. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. Like this is the glory of SaaS. It's like you can build an open source thing and not care that it's open source now because you can just sell a cloud service and people will buy the cloud service no matter what, right? Like Sentry's model when we raised our seed funding was it was BSD license time, super free, super open. And people are like, well, why would anybody pay for it? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. If they don't pay for Century, they won't pay for anything in the industry because we will build the best thing and it will be so free and good that nobody will have a choice like but to use it, right? And the reality is, if you're a reasonable company, you don't want to spend a bunch of engineering hours and time and money on running this random service that you can just outsource. Like that's true for everything in the world, right? And that was the reality for Century. Like I said, there was no like actual risk to the business. It was just like, frankly, it was just me off that I had this one company that was constantly trying to sell our And so I'm like, you know what? This is my middle finger to you is the BSL license. And I can never think about you again now. But we were already a successful business when that came along. Like people already use the SaaS service. Not everybody, but plenty of people. And so for me, it was just like, is your goal that you want lots of customers using your thing? Use a permissive license. Otherwise you're like over-optimizing for a non-outcome. It's the same thing with like people that they'll build like random open source stuff and they use like GPL or something. It's almost like you want to put your politics on another company. Like you want to force them to contribute back. 
who cares? They're either going to contribute back or not. Like it's still open source at the end of the day. Don't like restrict people's usage if you're just building like something on the side. And so like we actually have a policy internally. We won't license anything as a GPL variant. Like it's just not something we think is the right approach to open source, right? Again, you can have an opinion on it. It doesn't really matter to us, but we're like, no, if it's open source, if it's actually intended to be like the free open source, it should be free without the constraints. Who cares if somebody monetizes it? Like that's the beauty of open source is like it helps everybody, you know? It's almost like a charity to some degree. So I'd say I have a lot of strong opinions about it, but the mostly is like, don't distract yourself with things that don't matter. This is like a broad statement for anything, let alone the open source licensing. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, you don't know that your product is going to get adoption to begin with, right? So it's probably you would take a path similar to Sentry where you have something permissive. You see, do people care? Is this actually a business? And then once it becomes one, then you can maybe worry about licensing. Exactly. Yeah. Because you can always change the license later. Or you can find another thing to augment the software you've built that allows you to monetize it, which is super common. Like you see this like... There's been a lot of stuff that's raised funding recently. The core is still open source, true, free, open source. And then they're like, this is how we're going to monetize development via some mechanism, like some cloud services or something. That's not true for everybody. You can't just take open source and monetize it. But like, if that's what you wanted to do, why'd you build open source in the first place, right? Like, just save yourself a headache. Like, I think Nginx, I don't know how well they've done as a business, but like, what are you going to monetize in Nginx? It already just works. Oh, you got some like cloud analytics? It's cool. Like maybe they were useful. I never used them, but like, I'm not going to buy that. But that was just like, oh, Nginx is so successful. Could we monetize it? Versus could we build a business that actually is open source? One's like very intentional versus, you know, capitalistic, I would say, or predatory to some degree. I'm not talking about the Nginx folks. I love the product and the business, but you know, it's a much harder thing to do. You love the product, but don't need to pay for it. Exactly. Yeah. I would probably still use the product, but these days, that's more of a commodity than anything, like the web server. So 